Welcome to the Revelation Church podcast. We trust today's message will speak to you. If you'd like to get in touch, just drop us an email at hello at revelationchurch.org.uk. Isn't it interesting that many of us, even as Christians, struggle to look beyond the short time we spend on earth and towards eternity? Our time on earth is but a dot on the timeline of eternity and yet we are more consumed by what we can do and get in this life than we are about the most important question about our place in the next. Where are we going to be for eternity? So for me, this man and this story is already really interesting. Here is a man asking the right questions of the right person. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And I love what Jesus does here. He doesn't just jump straight into an answer. No, he recognises that there's a problem. And it might be a problem that you and I and even Jesus' disciples haven't actually noticed, right? But it's so fundamental to how this man receives Jesus' answer to him. He called Jesus good teacher but there's an oxymoron there how can this man call Jesus good if he's just a teacher good here means perfect righteous and we know that no human is perfect only God is so Jesus gently sets the record straight the man wasn't asking him or, you know, asking some wise man for the best tips for living your best life now. No, he was asking God what it would take to make sure that this life wasn't his best. He was asking God what it would take to join him in eternity. Jesus answers the man by asking him to follow the commandments. And I think that's really interesting because, you know, he's asking him to do the right thing. And he lists some of the commandments, right? He says, do not murder, do not steal, do not lie, respect your father and mother and so on. And I don't know about you, but I can think of recent times when I haven't met all the commandments on this list. And yet this man has. He responds by saying to Jesus that he's kept these commandments all of his life since he was young. But the interesting thing is, this man is standing before Jesus asking what else he needs to do to inherit eternal life. That means to me that somehow deep down this man knows that doing good is not enough. And he wants to know what will be. And I love this part in the story because Jesus looks at him, like really looks at him. And it says that Jesus loves him. And I think it's because this man is telling the truth. This man knows something's missing, right? That even though he's ticked the boxes all of his life, he knows that there's more. So Jesus tells him and answers him by looking beyond his deeds, right? Looking beyond his good deeds and looking to his heart. Jesus says to him, one thing you lack, go, 
Sell everything you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Jesus uses this instruction to bring to light the man's love for his wealth. The issue wasn't that the man was rich. No, the issue wasn't that the man was rich at all. The issue was that his love for what he had accumulated on earth was in competition with his desire to have the greatest treasure, eternal life with Jesus. And we see this in the fact that he walks away sad. And there's something really beautiful in the writing here. The man asks how he can inherit eternal life, only for Jesus to kindly and lovingly show him that his desire and trust in his earthly possessions is what is holding him back. It seems to me that this man has a possession problem on his hands. He wants to inherit take hold of, possess eternal life, just like his relationship with his wealth. Not knowing that Jesus is in the business of asking us to let go, to surrender and to trust in him to be our wealth. Jesus somehow, some way sees the depths of this man's heart. Jesus uncovers the truth that was hidden away Jesus found the treasure that this man was holding back. This man was focused on what he could do, but Jesus was more interested in what he loves, what he believes in. So we see the man walk away sad. We'd be right to say that he was heartbroken. Jesus just asked him to break up with what he loves and holds most dear, his money. We don't know what the man does next, right? We don't know if he did listen to Jesus, sold all he had, gave it to the poor and put his faith and trust in Jesus by following him. But what we can understand is the sorrow that the man felt. Because letting go of what you hold most dear isn't easy. You see, we're like the rich man. We try our hardest to do the right thing, to be good, but we're never perfect. Whether it's through the things we do, say or think, we somehow fall short of perfection. And that's awful news. We all fall short of the perfection needed to inherit eternal life. And this is why it's so important to think again about who this man is speaking to. Jesus isn't just a teacher. He's not just helping this man see the awful truth that his love of money is holding him back. Jesus is good. Jesus is perfect. Jesus is God. And he loves people so much that knowing we humans will all fall short 
he made the most loving decision that's ever been made. He came, he lived the perfect life that we couldn't do on our own. And then he gave that life up for us on the cross. So that if we believe in him, if we put our trust in him above all else, we can inherit eternal life. No, and, and not because of what we've done, but because of what he did for us. And knowing, knowing that about Jesus and knowing that about his love gives us a completely new perspective on this conversation between the rich man and Jesus. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Like, wow. <laughs> now we know what that love looks like, how trustworthy that love is, how sacrificial that love is, how unquenchable that love is. Now we see that the conversation between this rich man and Jesus isn't a hopeless one that ends in sorrow, but is one filled with immeasurable hope. Jesus wasn't asking the man to sell all his wealth in exchange for nothing. Jesus was offering him a far greater treasure, his trustworthy love and eternal life with him. The problem isn't necessarily the things that we desire. Money in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's, it's how distorted our desires have become. Jesus is giving the rich man the opportunity to reorder his priorities. To put his desire for a relationship with God above all else by accepting his love and following Jesus. If he did this, he would learn that he could trust Jesus for all the things that he really needs in this life and that he doesn't have to hold on to his possessions and positions for security. And I think this message is really relevant right now because we all have money on our minds. The coronavirus has forced the world to stop in a way that we never would have thought possible before now. And now we're faced with the first recession in 11 years. Many of us have lost jobs or have had to close down our businesses. And many of us may be worried about whether there's more bad news to come. The wealth and financial security that we had at the start of the year and really what meant the world to us, um, is it, it just feels like a distant memory. What was once, what helped us feel grounded and what helped us feel sure has proven to be temporary and fleeting and not trustworthy. Jesus knows that putting our trust in money will ultimately disappoint us. Money, wealth, status, all these things are temporary. 
And ultimately, they won't fulfill us and they won't fulfill our deepest need. So Jesus calls us to put our trust in him, just like he did with this rich man. He wants us to put our trust in him first, above all else. And he promises to look after us during hard times like this. So if the rich man's story resonates with you, because honestly, it really resonated with me. If you've come seeking more, if you've come knowing that there's more and want to find out what that is. Jesus sees you and he loves you. Just like he does the rich man. He wants to show you what you've been putting your trust in. It may be money for you or it may be something else. He understands that letting go of the things that we hold most dear can feel impossible. But nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible with Jesus Christ. Jesus promises to be with us as we let go. He promises that he will walk with you as you exchange the temporary treasures that we've uh, that you have on earth for his trustworthy eternal love. He wants you to know that no one desires a relationship with you more than he desires it. No one wants eternal life with him more than he wants it for you. So, he is calling you and I to have confidence that he has the best intentions for us. That if we choose him above all else, he will provide for every need we have and he will give us the heavenly and eternal treasure that will never fade. Isn't that amazing? Mm. 